Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waltman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. A lot to talk about today. Hit that share button. This is uh, not one of those fun episodes, but it's one of those episodes that should be very revealing to you. Um, there, there isn't a lot of big things, not a lot of big things happening in Congress these days. Lots of nominations, lots of confirmation votes, which uh, shouldn't be happening. It shouldn't be happening. Um, so we're going to get into all that in a little bit, but make sure you hit that share button if you haven't already. Hit the rumble button if you're watching on Rumble and on DLive. Have fun. DLive crew is always always the, the most active. Okay, so... We've talked about this on the show before. Senator Ben Ray Lujan, he's the senator for New Mexico. The beginning of February, he had a stroke. I don't wish that on anyone. I hope he makes a full recovery. But I'm also not someone hoping that he's going to get back to D.C. anytime soon. I want him to make a full recovery. want him to live a long, prosperous life. But I'm not really all that excited for the Democrats to get their 50th vote back. Because right now, technically... The Democrats do not have a majority in the Senate. They have 49 votes because he's out recovering from a stroke. Again, I hope he recovers, just not hoping that he gets back to the Senate real quick. They have 49 votes. Republicans have 50 votes. Meaning the only way they can pass legislation is if Republicans help them. The only way that Democrats can confirm nominees is if Republicans help them. So I'm going to ask you all, what do you think Republicans are doing right now? Do you think the Republicans are sticking to their guns and saying, no, we're not going to help you confirm radicals? Or do you think that Republicans are helping them? I'm not going to wait too long because the answer is Republicans are helping them. The Republicans are helping them pass legislation, helping them confirm nominees. In the spirit of (laughs) cooperation, right? Solidarity. In the spirit of working together, Republicans are helping them. Going to talk a bit about that today. Woke up this morning, if we go to my screen, Mr. Producer, to excellent news. Joe Manchin decided that he was going to vote no on Joe Biden's Food and Drug Administration, FDA, nominee, Robert Califf. Califf, Califf, I don't really care. Manchin said he was going to vote no. Said, nope, I cannot in good conscience vote for this man. This man helped facilitate the opioid epidemic. He did not do anything to stop it. Manchin said, nope, not going to happen. I vote no. And as you can see from the headline, this is from Daily Wire. The headline was Manchin slams the door on another Biden nominee. You read this headline, you think, oh, great, we got Manchin. Manchin voted no. That means Biden's not going to get an FDA administrator that is in Big Pharma's pocket. Manchin voted no. Well, what do you think happened today? Republicans rescued 
Biden's FDA commissioner nominee, even after more Democrats voted no. So it was it was four Democrats and one independent voted no. I can get their names for you. It was Joe Manchin, Democrat, West Virginia, voted no. Richard Blumenthal, Democrat, Connecticut, voted no. Maggie Hassan, Democrat, North New Hampshire, voted no. Ed Markey, Democrat, Massachusetts, voted no. And Bernie Sanders voted no. All five of them. That should have killed the nomination. When five Democrats vote against a Democrat president's FDA administrator, that should have killed the nomination. Instead, you had more Republicans cross, uh, go across the aisle to help confirm him. Mitt Romney, surprise, surprise. Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Roy Blunt, Patrick Toomey, and Richard Burr all flipped and voted yes. Democrats do not have the votes to pass this on their own. Five of the members in their caucus voted against this guy. And he just got confirmed because the Republicans said, no, you know what? We'll help. We'll help you out. With everything going on, with, with COVID-19, with pharmaceutical companies, the last thing you want is an FDA administrator that is beholden to pharmaceutical companies. This is something that we probably, me, listeners of the show, probably agree with Bernie Sanders on this more than we probably like to admit. Republicans decide to help. And this is the, really, the, the, the part that really gets me. Senator Mike Rounds, he's a Republican from South Dakota. He originally voted no, but after it was clear that it was going to pass, he switched his vote to present to quote, sync up, end quote, with Ben Ray Lujan. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean to sync up? Well, this is an old tradition that when there is a member of the Senate who is sick or incapacitated, one of the vote, one of the senators from the other party will abstain from voting so as not to give their side an advantage. Here we have a chance to kill the Biden plan, the whole Biden agenda. We have a chance to kill Biden's nominees, not literally, figuratively. We have a chance to just toss out his nominees. And not only are you having Republicans flipping sides to help Democrats pass it, but at the end, you still have Republicans saying, you know what, I'm not going to vote. No, I'm just going to vote present. I'm going to vote present to make sure that everyone knows. This is the thing. He wanted to make sure that the FDA administrator was confirmed by the same margin that he would have been confirmed at had Senator Lujan been there. This is like... Eh, this is crazy. With everything going on in this country, they are playing games in the Senate and, and horse trading over how big of a margin he would be confirmed by. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Also, who didn't vote, one who didn't vote, uh, Capito, Republican West Virginia, Lindsey Graham also didn't vote. So you'd think that would count as a sync up. Right? No, but no. Another Republican had to vote, had to vote present. It passed 50 to 46 with three not voting and one voting present. 
They didn't even want to try and force Kamala Harris to come from the white, uh, from the uh, vice president's office to to cast a tie-breaking vote. They didn't even want to do. They didn't want to inconvenience her. And it's not just this. If we go to my screen, go to my screen, Mr. Producer. Again, I, I I hate this. I hope he recovers and makes a full recovery and lives a long and happy life. But Senator Ben Ray Luhan, he had a stroke on February 2nd, I believe. Look at all of these confirmed, all of these agreed to. And this is the Senate. Not a single thing has failed in the United States Senate since this one Democrat senator became incapacitated. Not one. Republicans have not blocked a single thing. Everything that has come before the Senate in a final vote has passed. Even the cloture motions, even the motions of, of, of whether or not we should end debate, they passed too. Republicans haven't blocked a damn thing. They have all the power. They have all the power. And I'm not wishing ill on this senator from New Mexico, Democrat senator. Again, I want him to make a full recovery, but I also want the Republicans to find their backbone and to realize that even if it's just for four to six weeks, they have a chance to stop this madness. They have a chance to stop it. But they won't take it. They won't take it. They, like, like right here, a U.S. circuit judge, they are confirming Biden's judges. They are helping Democrats fill court vacancies. Again, Democrats cannot fill a single court vacancy on their own. And, and Republicans aren't just voting one or two. This one was confirmed 61 to 35. What am I missing here? That's oh, the good old boys club. I ain't girls. Good old boys and girls club. Oh no, we are we are a civilized bunch. When we have a uh, when we have a technical majority and we have the power to block whatever, we will not use it. Instead, we will rubber stamp what the administration wants. This, there's never been a president more unpopular at this point in his term than Joe Biden is right now. And I use that word president lightly with the asterisk. You know, you know the bit. He is more unpopular than anyone else at this point in their term. I just saw a poll out today. Republicans have plus 12 in the generic ballot. What that means is if you ask the average American, if you ask the American people, who are you going to vote for in the midterms? And you don't tell them any names. You just say generic Republican versus generic Democrat. Republicans have a 12% advantage going into the midterms. That's bigger than it was in the Tea Party race in 2010. Republicans have every advantage. They won't use it. Everything that has come up for a vote in the United States Senate since the Republicans technically started holding majority since February 2nd, they have helped pass it. And why is this important? Well, I mean, you'd hope that Republicans would hold the line. Even if it stops these Marxists from getting into office for a couple weeks, yes, they could have spared us a couple weeks. Even if it's just a couple weeks. Spare us. But no, they have to help the Democrats. And then you have Republicans changing their votes from no to present in the spirit of solidarity for their sick comrade. Now, I, I hope he recovers, but I don't hope he gets back to the Senate very quickly. But it won't matter. 
because here it is February 15th. The deadline for Congress to pass an appropriations bill is the 18th. I get it. This isn't sexy. And I don't expect anyone to think that talking about appropriations is sexy. I enjoy it, but it's, it's important. That's why I talk about it. This is the bill to fund the entire government for the next fiscal year through the end of the fiscal year, through the end of September. They've been kicking the can down the road. Remember when Mitch McConnell said, we will help you do it once, but we'll never help you do it again. Remember how he just completely bent over and caved a couple months later and said, oh, we'll help you do it this time, but we're really not going to help you again. Guess what Mitch McConnell is about to do? He's about to help them again. He's about to help the Democrats pass a spending bill. And here's how, the, here's how this is just completely ridiculous. The Democrats are quite literally going to get whatever they want one way or another. Our Fax Blast campaign today was on a provision that Chuck Schumer is trying to sneak into. Not sneaky. He's, he's held a press conference. So it's not really sneaking. And you don't have to sneak when the Republicans are helping out. But for these terms, we'll say sneak. He's trying to add an amendment into the spending package to fund the government through the next fiscal year to give the ATF an extra $1.5 billion. What are they going to use that money for? That's going to the ATF's Firearm Trace Center to help law enforcement agencies trace crime guns so they can go after people breaking the law. Now, I say, that sounds great. Where, where are they going to use that money for, Max? We want to go after criminals. That sounds like a, a noble pursuit. What are they going to spend that $1.5 billion on? They're going to give it to the ATF's Firearm Trace Center, which is the part of the ATF that was just caught building an illegal database of American gun owners. This is the part of the ATF that was quite literally just caught adding almost 900 million firearm records into a searchable digital database. Covered this last year. Members of Congress got wind that they had scanned 54 million of these Records. What kind of records are these? These are background check records, records from wholesalers. Uh, when manufacturers build guns, they have to create paperwork for the serial number. And the ATF gets these when a firearm store, gun dealer, goes out of business or closes down. They have to send their records. Any record that is younger than 20 years old has to get sent to the ATF. So the, the Republicans said, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. They, they digitized 54 million records. That is illegal. They sent a letter. ATF ignored it, finally got back to them this month and said, oh, yeah, it's funny that you think we, we scanned 54 million records. <laughs> funny thing about that, we actually scanned over 800 million records, and we have a total of a billion that we plan to have scanned by the end of this year. So Republicans were freaking out over, 50, over 54 million. Turns out it's 800 plus million. And now nothing. Oh, sure. They, they go on Fox News. They give a nice little segment, nice little A block or B block segment, acting all fired up. But what happens when Chuck Schumer decides to add $1.5 billion to the budget, an additional $1.5 billion to go to the ATF so they can expand this illegal database and utilize it? Where are the Republicans? Are the Republicans going to stop this? I haven't heard a single one. Chuck Schumer is jumping for joy. Because here he thought he wasn't going to be able to pass this because one of his senators had a stroke and is now recovering, meaning he doesn't have 50 votes. He doesn't even have a tiebreaker majority. He is a 49-50 minority in the Senate. Chuck Schumer said, oh, well, this, this, this is devastating to the, to the gun control agenda. What are we going to do? 
<laughs> well, leave it to Republicans. <laughs> leave it to Republicans to screw us all over. This is still in the bill. They have three days to pass a spending package and Republicans haven't lifted a finger to pull this out. Republicans are negotiating over it. What does that even mean? What does it mean to be a Republican and to be negotiating over a spending provision designed to usher in gun confiscations? Like, how do you meet someone halfway on that? So, yeah, we're only going to give you half as much money to confiscate guns in the United States. We're only going to give you half as much money to create an illegal gun database. I mean, what does that even mean? No, Republicans being Republicans. Oh, we're going to meet you halfway. So let's suppose that Republicans refuse to pass. Let's go through all the options here. Because I want to show you that unless the Republicans grow a spine, we're screwed no matter what. Let's say that Republicans pass this as is. Well, then we're screwed. They get the money. An extra $1.5 billion. And that's not even talking about all the other things. right? We could spend hours going through this bill and everything that's in it. Because the real power, Congress has the power. It's called the power of the purse. They have the power to control what the federal government can and cannot do, must and must not do, through appropriations, through either giving money or withholding money. Under Trump, Congress did this all the time. Republic, a Republican Congress prohibited Trump from building a wall. It's the Republican Congress that blocked it. Lots of people say, oh, Trump should have built the wall. He said he was going to, he didn't. It was Republicans in the House, Republicans in the Senate, who refused to fight for the, for the funding. So he had to get creative with funding. It's the Democrats after that, when they took over halfway through Trump's term, they cut the funding for ICE detention centers. How do they do this? By cutting the amount of money that can be spent on beds. Why does that matter? Because if you can't fill the place with beds, you can't have people there. Now, Biden threw that out the window. You see the pictures from these detention centers. They're cramped in there like sardines, but under Trump, no, 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 no. One bed per person. If you don't have it, you got to let them go. So they cut the funding to beds to force ICE, force Border Patrol to let illegal aliens go. That's how they force catch and release on us. It's all about priorities. They have the power of the purse. Congress has the power of the purse. And it's not just gun control. But I want to use this as the example because it's a glaring example that should be obvious to any Republican, any conservative. This has to be stripped from the bill. So option one, door number one, they f they pass it as is. ATF gets their money. They're able to expand the registry, modernize it further, and start actually deploying it against the American people. And when I say deploying it against the American people, I mean using records of who owns what guns to take those guns away, because that's the only purpose for a gun registry. I've said this time and time again, they're not creating a gun registry so they can send us all gift baskets. Like that's not why they want our address. They want our address for similar reasons as what we saw this morning on the podcast, those police officers in Canada knocking on people's door and saying, hey, you had a little bit too much freedom last night, didn't you? <laughs> Got a little bit too overzealous on social media. Just want to remind you not to go to the protests. That's why they want our addresses. Every time a gun database, gun registry has ever been created, it's been used to disarm the people that were put on it. Think about what Australia and Canada would look like right now in the midst of all this tyranny if the people being <laughs> ruled over and brutalized had the ability to fight back. It'd be much different. Probably never would happen this way. Okay, so that's door number one. They give Democrats exactly what they want. Door number two, they refuse to pass the bill 
and offer to pass what's called a, con a continuing resolution. A continuing re resolution is something that it's very simple. Hey, we can't come to an agreement now, so we agree to fund the government at its current level for a couple more weeks so that we can spend that time trying to come to an agreement. Well, that sounds nice. What's so wrong with that? Well, two problems. One, it funds it at the current level, which is insane. Well, I'm talking about immigration, right? All, everything wrong with this country, everything the Biden administration is doing wrong, it's because Congress has funded it, right? So to say we're gonna fund things at their current level is to say that the status quo is somehow acceptable. That's the first reason. Second reason Republicans cannot do this is because if they kick the can down the road, then the Democrats can come back when this New Mexico senator is all well and good, all healthy, back, and then they can pass the bill as is on their own. See, door number one, door number two, whether Republicans vote for the bill as is or pass a continuing resolution, Democrats eventually get what they want. The only way that Republicans can stop this is by going through door number three, and that is refusing to vote for anything unless it doesn't include these insane radical amendments. That doesn't sound like it should be hard to do. It doesn't sound like it should be hard to get Republicans to vote to fully fund ICE. It doesn't sound like it should be hard to get Republicans to defund secret ATF programs designed to create a gun registry. These shouldn't be hard. It shouldn't be hard to get the Republicans to defund vaccine mandates. Like, like, where's that? Remember when Republicans held a vote? So we're going to fight against the vaccine mandates. And then they proceeded to fund the government at its current level two or three more times so the vaccine mandates could stay. It shouldn't be this hard to get Republicans to do Republican things. But it is. So the only way to stop this is for Republicans to force a government shutdown. I mean, technically, it would be Democrats forcing a government shutdown because they don't have the votes to pass anything. But you have to force the government shutdown and force them to pass a year-long bill right now that doesn't have this crazy crap in it. Because then Congress can't touch appropriations for another year. And what happens in November? Democrats, as I just mentioned with the generic ballot, are set to be demolished in the midterms. Right now, Congress, the next three days, will determine whether Joe Biden's agenda passes or not. And the Republicans are too busy singing kumbaya and saying, oh, I abstain in, in the spirit of solidarity. They're too busy with that bullshit to actually fight for the principles that they were elected to fight for. Like, we're over here celebrating Joe Manchin. I, I can't tell you how many different threads and, 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 and uh, Reddit threads i was reading through conservatives were applauding what manchin did yesterday saying i'm not going to vote for this guy this fda administrator only for five or six republicans to stab us all in the back today i mean it's getting exhausting it's getting exhausting when we are on the precipice of victory and these rhino asshats waltz in and help the democrats Mark my words, they're either going to pass this spending bill as is, or they're going to pass a continuing resolution. They're not going to fight. They're not going to fight for you. And where's the outrage? Where's the outrage from other members of Congress? Where's the inter-party, sorry, intra-party squabbles? Mitch McConnell's allowed to walk around like he's still in charge of this. 
Why is he still running the show? It's just, it gets so exhausting. Because all you have to do is vote no. All you have to do is say, no, we are not going to confirm an FDA administrator that is in Big Pharma's back pocket. No, we are not going to confirm Joe Biden's judges to the appellate level or the district court. If Democrats want to confirm these radicals, you're going to have to wait until the senator from New Mexico recovers because we're not going to help you. They say, no, we are not voting to fund the government at its current levels. Inflation, I haven't talked about inflation. Look at the spending. Look at how much money we spent last year and how much that contributed to inflation. And Republicans are over here and their idea of the compromise is, well, let's fund it at the current level for maybe a month or two. It's exhausting. All they have to do is vote no. Joe says this so much. He says, just say no, just say no. I feel like we got to get Joe into D.C. to give that speech. Just tell him, say, just say no. And every time the Republicans say, well, what about this? Nope, just say no. It's exhausting because we are fighting day in and day out. And just when we think we're winning, or at the very least, just when we think we can hold the line and delay the inevitable, the Republicans just swoop in and help them. So let's talk about all the other things that Republicans are going to help them fund this, this week, or all the other things that Democrats will be able to fund on their own if Republicans agree to kick the can down the road until the Democrats get their majority back. Let's see. Oh, remember all that talk about HHS changing the statute, the funding from being given to women's issues to all of a sudden going to birthing people? That's that's in the in the bill. So you have a bunch of Republicans who are either directly or indirectly going to help Democrats remove the word women from women's health funding to change it to birthing people. That's that that's in the bill. You're going to see education funding going to things like like trans story time. <laughs> Drag queen story time hour. No, that that's that's in the bill too. Remember we, we talked about <laughs> tree racism. Remember that? The idea that cities are where they put their trees, that's somehow very racist and therefore we have a tree equity. See, I almost, I almost forgot. You can't lose that name. Tree equity. The idea that cities need to be forced to plant trees in black neighborhoods. Because if the government does not force them to do so, cities will not. Because everyone knows city planners are racist. doesn't matter that the city planners are all Democrats in Democrat administrations. No, no, no. Federal government has to mandate it. I mean, it's insane. The Climate Corps. Remember the Climate Corps? That was AOC's big thing. She was going to have the federal government hire people to be part of the climate corps. That's like the Peace Corps, but even more bullshit. Because they're going to run around and 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 just I got like cry at the environment. I don't, I don't know. It's like it's like an episode of Captain Planet without Captain Planet. Just a bunch of hippies getting all in touch with their feelings. I don't know. I don't know what the climate corps does, but I do know they're going to make. What was it like four to five times the minimum wage? <laughs> and they're just going to walk around and do whatever it is they do. Billions of dollars for a climate core. Oh, UN funding. How can we forget that? Funding the United Nations. Because everyone knows when inflation is somewhere in the 20 to 30% range, because it's not 
it is not 7.5%. Wholesale inflation, wholesale alone was 9.5, and that's cooked as well. So inflation is much higher. But with all the inflation, you know what? You know what we should do? We should send your tax dollars, your treasure abroad. Help them. Help other countries. Doesn't matter. You can't afford food. We're going to give all that money to USAID and they're going to give food to other people. It's insane. All it takes is Republicans to vote no. That's all it takes. Just say no. Just vote no. But the Republicans can't even do that. They can't even vote now. Going to take a break before I have an aneurysm and remind you this podcast is sponsored by AirMed Care Network. AirMed Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your loved ones should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital. These are the kind of things that cost a lot and we don't think about them, but it can cost 20, 30, 40, even 50 grand to be airlifted in some parts of the country. And that's pre Biden inflation numbers. So don't risk your family's financial future. Sign up with AirMed Care Network today. And if anyone in your household needs to be airlifted, you, they will not pay one cent for that flight as long as they're flown by an AMCM provider. And don't worry, they fly over 100,000 patients a year and they have a tool on their website where you can enter in your zip code and make sure that they cover your area. Here's the deal. $85 gets you coverage for one year. Less if you're a senior citizen. It's less per year if you buy three or five years at a time. And as a bonus, when you use the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and then use promo code daily, they're going to give you up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card. It's free money. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. Going to also mention this podcast sponsored by Enterforce. You all know the deal. Enterforce, we've partnered with them to help free the January 6th prisoners, help support them. And we need you to support Enterforce because they're doing great things. Here's, here's how it works. When you go to Enterforce.com, yes, you can pick up one of the, the Free Our People t-shirts, but you can also pick up any of their other t-shirts, sweatshirts, or mystery boxes. And for every $1 you spend, you get five entries to win this Ford F-450 with a, a trailer and a Can-Am Maverick plus $20,000 cash. And this is going to run for another six weeks. So you spend a dollar, get five entries per dollar. But when you use promo code CD21, Charlie Delta 21, not only are you going to be supporting a conservative organization, not only are you going to be supporting January 6th prisoners and veterans because they do donate some money to veterans, but you're also going to get an extra thousand entries when you use promo code CD21. It's a no-brainer. Or you can use CD10, get 10% off. Personally, I would like the entries. So head on over to enterforce.com, E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E.com, and pick up some apparel and enter to win this sweet rig. Full disclosure, no purchase or payment is necessary to enter to win, and making a purchase or payment does not increase your likelihood of winning. Okay, got those out. Got a little bit more calm down. Maybe I need to just crack a beer. <laughs> that's, what, that's what you do, right? <laughs> I feel like I'm the guy on the Titanic sipping his martini as the thing's going down. No, we can fix this, right? We can stop this. The Republicans are caving like this because they think they can get away with it. And part of that's on us, guys. Part of that's on conservatives because we've let them for so long. We've let them get away with this bullshit. We've let them say, oh, well, I, I withdraw my no vote and I vote present. In respect for the honorable Democrat senator who could not be here. I mean, it's the crap like that. No, Americans do not care about your good old boys club. We want you to fight for us. We want you to fight for conservatives, conservatism. Problem is, 
Not a lot of Republicans are conservatives these days. Not a lot. So let's go through other things that they're going to try and sneak into this. Not, not sneak. I keep saying sneak. They're open with it. They have the White House, House, the Senate. They are very open with what they are trying to pass. Right? But we talked about the tree equity. Right? Tree equity. They want to change NASA's budget so that it <laughs> it studies tree racism instead of trying to land probes on other planets. That's fun. Because, yeah, the, the whole tree equity bit, they want to redivert some of NASA's funding so they can use satellites and stuff to determine the density of trees in African-American neighborhoods, because that's what we really need to be spending our money on. Now, there's just so much pork. There's so much pork. And if you read through the stuff that they're trying to pass, it would make you cry. Like the famous one was the putting shrimp on treadmills. Do you remember that one? That was from years ago where they were actually spending, I think it was like a hundred grand to put these little shrimp on miniature treadmills to study their metabolism. <laughs> that was that was in there. And it passed. <laughs> it passed. <laughs> with Democrat with Republicans like these who need Democrats. More Democrats voted against this bill than Republicans today. The, the Republicans voted for it. <sighs> and then you hear from McConnell. McConnell says, don't primary these Republicans. That's what McConnell says. McConnell says, don't primary, please don't primary Lisa Murkowski. He says, Lisa Murkowski is a great Republican. You go down this list of every single nominee that has been confirmed in the past two weeks since this New Mexico senator had a stroke and was out. Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins are on every single one. Not every single one of these. With Republicans like these, who needs Democrats? You don't. You don't. And it, just today, I mean, they're setting it up, right? They're setting it up. Today, you had um, Joe Manchin come out and say, well, if there is a Supreme Court vacancy in the final year of Joe Biden's term, I will not vote with my Democrats to fill it. You want to know who will vote? The Republicans. The Republicans will vote to fill the Supreme Court. How much you want to bet that Joe Biden's nominee, if it actually gets a vote, will get Republican votes? You'll get Lindsey Graham, you get Susan Collins, you'll get Lisa Murkowski, you get Mitt Romney. Yeah, they'll, they'll vote for him. So what do we do? How do we stop this? How do we fight back against this? Well, the hardest part is getting loud, right? The Republicans are able to do this and they've been able to do this for so long because they truly think they can get away with it. They think they can vote for Democrat things like this, and that you'll keep supporting them. The minute they realize that this is detrimental to their political career, they abandon this. They drop it like it's hot. <laughs> I mean, why do you think all those Democrats voted against this guy? Why do you think Bernie Sanders voted against him? Because they don't want to touch it. They don't want to touch this. Manchin's not even up for re-election, and he's still setting the stage for the next time he's on the ballot. So you gotta get loud. You gotta make sure that the Republicans understand that you're onto them. I mean, it sounds stupid, but you have to because these people vote for these nominees and these bills and they expect that you won't even know. I mean, how many of you knew, how many of you knew that just to uh, on the 9th, 
the Republicans helped Democrats confirm a U.S. judge, a U.S. circuit judge in Delaware. Do you know that? I That wasn't really publicized. It wasn't publicized at all. How many of you knew that Republicans just helped Democrats confirm Neil Harvey McBride to be the general counsel for the Department of the Treasury? Did you know that? Well, that seems like it's a nothing, a nothing position. But then you look back and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. That position was involved in unmasking Michael Flynn. The Treasury was involved. So why don't we, why don't we just take a step back? No, no, we're going to help him push it through. Push it right on through. They do this because they know that you're not paying attention. Let's just call it what it is. Because frankly, if this wasn't my job, I wouldn't be paying attention this much. Do you think I look through the roll call votes and the Federal Register because it's fun? Kind of, It's a little fun. But I have to. Because my job here is to make sure you know what's going on without having to do all this reading yourself. So yeah, you have to let them know that you're onto them. You have to get loud, be persistent, not just once, not just twice. You have to hammer these people. They say that for every one call or letter or fax blasts, like our fax plus system, for every one that they get, they assume that there's a hundred other people back home who think the same way just are too lazy or too busy to reach out to them directly. That's what members of Congress think. So if you send one, they presume there are a hundred just like you. On a given day, we'll have 500,000 people watching us across all the different platforms, just watching us live, not even talking about all the audio downloads we get, which if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to our audio podcast as well. Even if you watch us live, make sure you subscribe to the audio podcast and help us um, climb up in those rankings. Links are in the description. So if we have a th thousand people, right? If every one of you reach out to Congress, yes, you can use our fax bus system. We make it super easy. Point, click, order, you're done, right? You don't have to worry about licking envelopes, peeling stamps, reaches them instantaneously. If a thousand people fax blast Congress in a day, the people who get those fax blasts Assume there are 100,000 people who feel the same way. That's why we do it, right? It's not just, oh, well, we, we sent a, a thousand to Congress today. It's not the thousand. It's that they know there are more just like you who just didn't bother to write in. So you have to be persistent, and not just once, not just twice. You got to be persistent. You got to send your letters, send your emails, call, send the fax blast. You got to get involved with your members of Congress and your senators when they have town halls. They've kind of gotten away from that with the virtual town halls where now they have you call in. But make sure you join that, right? I was on a town hall the other day. I didn't even live there. I just called in just to see what it's all about. There was like 20 people on it. And half of them were probably local reporters. The other half were probably the actual, uh, the staff members of the congressman. It's like 20 people. Yeah, after like 20 minutes, it got up to 50. But most of them weren't constituents. So get on these town halls, ask these questions, put them on the spot, ask them, why are you helping Democrats pass an agenda that you have sworn an oath to oppose? This isn't just politics. It's not just, oh, the horse race of Republicans versus Democrats. These people swore oaths. They swore to faithfully uphold and defend the Constitution. When someone swears to uphold and defend the Second Amendment, 
That means you got to do everything you can to stop the gun registry from being created. There's no middle ground there. Right? When you, when you promise to uphold and defend your First Amendment, all the First Amendment, right? Your right to practice your religious beliefs. That means you have to stop the mandates because the mandates violate the First Amendment. It's hard, but it's, you got to get loud. Yeah, these Republicans, they're spineless. We know that. You have to get loud. You have to get in their face. I'm not saying like like uh, Maxine Waters, go find them in a department store. No, I'm not saying that. But you have to make your presence known. They have to know you're there. And yes, they have to fear you just a little bit. Not physically. You don't want to hurt any of these people. But they have to fear you. They have to fear just a little bit that you will make their life miserable. That you will be at every event. Every time they turn the corner, you are there asking, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Every time they have a town hall, you are the first one to, to ask questions. Every time they go into their office, say, hey, any letters today? You are at the top of the list. You got to do it. And it works. It really does work. There have been so many issues that we have elevated to the fore that were going to be nothing. They were just going to skate by. And we pounded it and got tens of thousands of people to fax, blast, and call, and write congressmen and senators. And we killed provisions, right? We, we, we can defeat these things. The, the climate core, the tree equity, those aren't written in stone. We can defeat it. But it really does take all of us. I, I say it at the end of every podcast, fight to take back country is not over, but the only way we win is if you all stamp and fight together. I get it. It's I've said that same outro for two years. It's funny that Joe can never remember it when it's been the outrage, the outro for two straight years. That aside, um, <laughs> it's true though. It's absolutely true. There's no, there's no off days. You can't take an off day. You can't just say, oh, I'm, I'm off. Someone else can fight this. Someone else can can lead this. Well, I'm sure someone else will call. No, you, you can't. You can't take anything off. You have to fight. You have to fight with everything you have, because quite literally, if you don't, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose it. There's a there's a concept in ethics known as the Q Gardens principle. And, and that's the idea that people who have the ability to take action have an obligation to do so. And, and it stems from a really horrible case where there was a woman in a courtyard who was raped. And she was, she was raped, brutally raped in a courtyard, all buildings around her. Like 10, 20, 30 of the neighbors heard the rape and did nothing. They, they looked out the window, saw what was happening, heard it was happening, did nothing. And when the police asked, why didn't you call 911? Everyone there said, oh, well, we just assumed someone else would. You just assumed someone else would. That's why whenever there is like a, an emergency or there's an injury, as soon as a paramedic gets on the scene, if you, the first thing you'll hear them say is call 911, right? That's people literally... This is how you're trained in crisis response. If you are the first person and you know first aid, you're the first person on the scene, you point to someone and you say, you call 911. Because if you don't tell someone to call 911, chances are no one will. 
because they'll all assume someone else will do it. They'll pull out their phones and they'll videotape the tragedy, the car accident, but they won't call 911. The same principle is true here. You have to take action. No one else is going to save you. You are the one that you've been waiting for. Right? It's an old Ronald Reagan quote that the cost of your liberty is quite literally eternal vigilance. You don't get an off day. You don't get a sick day because the minute that you you look away, the Democrats are going to ram something through. Yeah, it's not fun. Do I wish that we didn't have to be on guard fighting offense and defense every single day? Yeah, I wish we didn't have to. But that is the price of your liberty. That is the price of the freedom that forefathers died to give to you. How selfish are we if we take this gift and squander it? The gift of self-determination, that we can actually choose how we want to live. I'm not, I mean, you saw what happened in Canada. They just lost it. They lost the right to self-determination. Maybe they'll fight and win it back. Right now it's gone. The prime minister declared that if he doesn't like what you're talking about, he can take all of your money without a court, without even passing a new law. They lost their freedom. Let's see how it turns out. I hope they fight back and take it. That's their fight though. We're right here. You know what's happening. You know what's coming down the pike. You know the Republicans aren't going to bat for you. You have two options. You either sit back and you say, oh, woe is me. Oh, man, we lost. Country's lost. Or you fight back and take it. That's what I mean when I say every day, fight to take back the country is not over. Only way we win, all stand together. It really takes all of us. Not all of us except for one. Not all of us except for two. All of us. And that's why we tell you, if you have friends, family members who are conservative, share this with them. Yes, that helps us reach more people, which is great, but we need more people. We need more like-minded people to fight. We are stronger when we're all fighting together. We can win. We still win this. It's not over. I mean, some of these confirmations that I just listed, that's science sealed delivered. It's done, right? But we can stop the next one. We can stop the one after that. Now that you know what's happening, you can stop it. Now that you know what's happening, you know what to fight back against. And I guarantee you, you start getting loud. You start putting pressure on these members of Congress. You start making their lives a living hell, not violently. Just be the thorn in their side. We're going to see some changes. We are. And if they won't, you got to vote them out. Not just on election day, you got to vote them out in the primary. Which is why if you haven't already made sure that you're registered to vote, make sure you're registered to vote. Primaries are coming. And make sure you research the men and women on that ballot. Don't just vote for the Republican. Don't just vote for whatever name you saw on the street sign. Research it. Research it. And make sure you're voting and making an educated choice. Well, I've hit all of my points. Hit all my points. Hit all the ad reads. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. Also, make sure you check out my pillow. We don't push this enough, but it really is important. Michael Lindell, he's a patriot. He needs our help. So if you haven't already, head over to MyPillow and pick up some of their great pillows, their great sheets. The towels are fantastic. And when you use promo code CD21, you're going to get up to 66% off. It's the best promo code that they have on the site. So yeah, support Mike Lindell, support the patriots who work at MyPillow. And full disclosure, we do get a small commission when you use that promo code. So you help us keep the lights on, help us grow, 
and, uh, and, and start rolling out more shows, more kinds of content. So yeah, go to my pillow, use promo code CD21. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like this podcast, got you three things. You got to hit that rumble button if you haven't already, right? I see you. I see everyone on rumble. Not nearly enough rumble hits. <laughs> so hit that, it's a little plus sign. It's a little plus sign. You can hit that rumble button and help us reach more people. People saying, how can we find the fax blast? There's a link in the description to join our email newsletter. The email newsletter, we send an email every single day talking about something really important going on in the country that the media is either not covering or undercovering, and then telling you how you can fight back and change it. So joining our email newsletter will guarantee that you get the fax blast every single day. So use that link in the description as well. So you got to hit that rumble button. You got to join the email newsletter and you got to share, 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 share this, whether it's hitting the share button or copy and pasting the link. The rumble link is probably the easiest way to do it. Share. We have to reach more people. If everyone knew what we were just talking about for the last hour, Republicans wouldn't be able to get away with this. So those are three things you need to do. After that, you got to sign up, as I said, for all the audio places. Yeah, not all of them. You got to pick one. And if you have an iPhone, a MacBook, uh, an iPad, go to Apple Podcasts. It's super easy. Subscribe. Leave us a five-star review so we can climb up in the rankings. Um, all on the screen, you see all the different places we go live for the video version. Make sure you check this out. And make sure you, you bookmark all of them because sometimes one doesn't go live. Someone, sometimes one's broken. If you bookmark them all, you can make sure you can always know where to find us. But the easiest way to stay in the loop is by texting the word freedom to 89517. That will give you a email, a text every single day telling you what we're talking about and then how, when, and where you can watch it. It's very important. If you haven't already joined our text alert system, you can do it by texting freedom to 89517. That's it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Remember, I mean this, it, it seems disheartening when you see just how much they're caving, but it really isn't over. Fight to take back the country is not over yet. But if we if we want to win this, if you want to win this, guy, get off your butt. You gotta all fight together. See you tomorrow.